What's up? In the Dome Podcast, coming at you. Ring rat, street rat, I don't buy that. <laughs> if only they'd look closer. Okay, what's up, everybody? So, obviously, there's zero zilch news. Nothing happening. The only, I mean, well, the, o- the only news we have these days is Tree Living re-signing players he's already bought out. Okay, Troy Brower's next. Then Mason Raymond will fill the the bottom, the the fourth line nicely. We're going to bring back Glenn Galdson. He's going to run the power play. Glenn's going to come back to be a power play specialist. And then, I mean, who else are we missing? I don't know. We've got to get a retired guy. We've got to get Yuri Hoodler back. Yuri Hoodler. Oh, my God. Okay. I was thinking, okay, if they bought out Stone again, it would only cost them, like, what, 350 grand? No, you can't sign many less. So why don't they buy him out again? He needs a body. Watch them Watch them buy him out in the first week of the season because okay, he's so you, bad. Do you want to touch on Stone real no, quick? No, I don't. You don't even want to go down that want path? To, uh, no. Okay. All right. Here's where we're at. Yesterday, J.D. Bunkus was ripping, ripping into the whole Marner camp. I liked it. He was on the Fan 960 with Pinder, who apparently doesn't really give any opinions anymore. Pinder has turned into a lapdog. What's like going on, Pinder? Like the rest of them. Like, I mean, when I, they were supposed to have Tree Living on, and I texted him, like, you better rip this guy, Pinder. And they didn't even have him on, nor did Pinder even say anything critical of the stone signing, which I thought he would have. But I don't know. What's going on, Pinder? Anyways, he had J.D. Bunkus on, who's on, uh, he hosts the afternoon show in the Fan 590 in Toronto. He was ripping... The whole Mitch Marner situation, and it really resonated with both of us. Both of us. Which is why it's a talk, it's a discussion point today because I think it really factors into why Chucky is not signed yet. Yeah. Now, you you may be of a different belief, but let's break it down. Let's break it down. Let's break it down. And to be honest, like, JD was saying some things that I really agree with. It's like, I'm, I'm a sports fan. I'm so, I don't, I'm not a big, like, if I wanted to be a lawyer, I'd be a lawyer and I'd be interested in all this shit. Yeah, I'm, it's, it's it's taking away from my enjoyment of sports a lot, and it's maybe a separate discussion. But like the the businessification of sports and how everything, all this information is available, is kind of starting to get a little annoying. Like all the shit that's going on. Like I love watching sports. I want to get back to covering the Flames. I want trading. I want to go over training camp and shit. I'm so annoying at all this stuff, and it's kind of interesting to talk about. But I'm just getting a little frustrated. And I think we're going to touch on that today. Oh, 100 percent. Because not only is this the whole thing reaching a tipping point in terms of actual, you know, contracts and players getting signed. But I think it's reaching a tipping point for the fan base too, where we're just fucking sick of this shit and we just want to watch some hockey. Yeah. I mean, the Toronto fan base, especially in the light of what's happened in the last couple of days, and if you haven't been following, we'll catch up, catch up to speed here. Basically, what JD was reporting on yesterday. Well, Elliot, so it, it, it came off of a, a report, I think from Elliot Freeman first, Saying that Mitch Marner had been, the Leafs had offered Mitch Marner $11 million over seven years. I think it was maybe a month or two ago. And he had turned it down, which is like, that's absolutely shocking. So then what Elliot reported was, what the Marner camp is looking for is a three-year deal that pays Mitch Marner $15 million in the third year. So he has to be qualified for his next contract at $15 million. So that's where all this kind of has started from. Which is a little ridiculous. Which is insane to me. But we were talking about this a few a few minutes ago. This seems to be... This is the lawyers versus the managers. Yeah, and that's the other thing too. It's like, I know everyone's jumping on Mitch Marner, but I mean, he, he's 21. I can't even run my own life, and I'm t- almost 30 for Christ's like, sake. Like, if you're a 21-year-old NHL player, 
You're still playing video games in your off time. You're not looking at your account and exactly. counting stats. So like this, this guy, yeah. The point is, he's getting bad Mar- advice. Mitch Marner is operating solely on advice he's getting from other people, mainly his agents and his father, probably, and most likely his father, which, which seems to be a giant. Seems like an absolute asshole. Yeah. So I, I'm trying not to like. Oh, Mitch Marner. Like I, I don't know. I don't know everything, but I'm just saying. I'm, he's 21. He's being offered insane amounts of money and his agent and his other people are giving him advice. He's probably just getting really bad advice. Because what's happening now is that these reporters from TSN, Bob McKenzie was the latest, giving out actual data of some of the offers that have been made. Yeah. Like, well, that that offer that apparently Elliot reported is, so the offer was seven years, 11 million per. That's insane. And he turns it down. And he turned it down. So, like, what does that tell you? And so, you, you can't... This is where I'm at. You can't really even have a Marner contract conversation without bringing in the Austin Matthews contract. No, exactly. Because this is kind of what I've been saying all along is, like, everybody's basing... All these... This group of RFAs is basing... They're using the Matthews deals as the comparable. Because, again, everyone's like, oh, there's no comparable rating for the first shoe to drop. I think everybody's looking at what Matthews did and how Matthews got his money and the term he wanted, and they want the same thing. And apparently, they want above and beyond. And I think with Mitch Marner specifically, it even goes more because it's Matthews, it's his teammate, and it's even more personal. But I still think it starts stemming being compared with the with the Austin Matthews contract. Well, what all these guys are reporting on, you got Drager, Elliot Friedman... Bob McKenzie, like these guys are the insiders that are basically telling us that there is, it is personal. Yeah, like that's literally what Friedman said. I'm going to pull up the quote here, but he is like, it's literally personal specifically with Marner because he like with the, with everything that's happened with Matthews. Here it is here. Um, Friedman's basically reporting that the Marner's camp has always felt disrespected and being, by being second fiddle in the organization. Yeah. By the fact that he that Marner did not get a Schedule B bonus get, get Schedule B bonuses in his entry level deal, and that he was sent back to London in his first year, and then that they see Matthews as the main guy. I'm sorry, but Matthews is the main guy. A guy that scores the amount of goals he scores, your centerman, top line centerman, he's the main guy. Like what kind of weird shit is this? Who cares? And, and if again, anything, Tavares is your second main I know. guy. No, and again, this is where I think it. it, it it has to be happening that his his parents or his dad or somebody weird is giving him information because like everything we've heard about this guy is that he's a total idiot. Like you, you can even just go on YouTube and Google Mitch Marner dad. There's like some feature from ten years ago. Mitch Marner's twelve years old. He's a total asshole. And this we watched it today. This is on live. This is a live. Was a was a, not a CBC C, a CBC yeah. broadcast. They they have a camera following around. And he's talking to his son, a 12-year-old, like an asshole. And he knows that it's being documented. It's being filmed. So what's he like off camera? Exactly. And Elliot's even saying, well, I don't know if it was Elliot, but somebody was saying like, it's literally been reported that his dad has publicly stated that he's mad and they're really mad and Mitch Marner's camp is mad that he's not been made the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs. I got it right here. So this is like ridiculously personal. Paul, his father, said to the athletic last. Said this to the athletic on the record last December on the record, quote unquote. I'll just be honest with you. It drives our family nuts when we hear you guys talk about 
who should be captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and Mitch never hardly gets any consideration. It's because he's a happy-go-lucky kid, but he championed the London Knights to the Memorial Cup with that same happy personality. I watched a guy like Doug Gilmer who had a lot of joy on and off the ice, but was a real competitor. Like, what? in what world is your... Is, why is his dad even commenting? Who go... Like, what is this? This is so stupid. If you're a parent of an NHL player, stay the fuck out Shut of it. Shut up. Like, I'm pretty sure Ovechkin's parents are like his agents, aren't they? I don't know. And I bet, do you even know what they look like? If you're, curious, if you're curious what you do, just do what Ovechkin does. Exactly. So it's just, it's getting a little ridiculous with the Marner thing. And you might be asking, okay, why are we talking about the Leafs? Why are we talking about Marner? Because I feel like this has a big implication on why Chucky still isn't signed. And all the other guys are. And the rest of the RFAs. Because I feel like if you're, an, if you're an agent of the other RFAs that have not signed, which is pretty much everybody still... You're waiting to see what happens with Marner because it sounds like Marner is going to get the biggest payday. Well, dude, can you imagine if... Okay, how much better is Mitch Marner than any of these other guys? Not that much. And he's been offered reportedly $11 million per on a seven-year term. And turned it down. And turned it down? So that's why, to me, it seems like the rest of the RFA camps are saying, okay, well, let's hold out and see how this plays out. Well, again, and that's why I think it all stems from the Matthews thing, because Marner's basing his number on the Matthews thing, and then these guys are basing their number on the Marner thing, supposedly. So this seems to be, it's like, oh, well, we're not going to take any less than Austin Matthews got. And, and Matthews make 11.5? 11.5, years. So it's just, it's getting a little insane, man. Yeah. It really is. And, like, it's again, it's getting frustrating as a fan because, like... Well, and that's what this is spilling over to. That's what's getting annoying because, for me, I'm always, like, okay, the, the way the league is set up and how the players get paid is pretty shitty. Like, you've seen that uh, graphic and stack going around lately of, like, comparing how the different, um, different four major sports leagues, how the players' uh, salaries has gone up so much in the other three, yep. and it hasn't in the NHL. So I totally understand that it's like, okay, the CBA, the, the way revenue is split between the owners and the players, specifically with the whole escrow thing, which we'll touch on in a bit, um, is not super favorable to the players. But... With what Mitch Marner is apparently trying to do, it's like you can't... It's like JD was saying this too. Like, how do you expect to go to a general manager and say, I I don't want any less than being 20% of your cap? That's you, insane. You can't do it. Well, I just took a course, a hockey GM scouting course. Harry Sinden was our mentor, so we got to talk to him each week. He's basically saying the same thing. He's like, a guy... You can't construct a team with a guy over about 13% of the salary cap. It's nuts. It almost makes it impossible to build a team. And then, so the other thing, like, I mean, again, like I said, I'm usually on the side of the players with this. It's like they need to get money. But, I mean, the way it's constructed currently, you can't, no matter, even if he is worth that, maybe Mitch Marner is worth $15 million. Probably he's a great player. If he, like, as a comparable to any of the other leagues, he's probably worth a shit ton of money. But it's not how it works. You can't structure it. There's not enough money Exactly. Generated There's the no money to pay that type of, it's type like of contract. We work at a we work in a business. The business can only afford to pay us a certain amount. I can't come in and say, hey guys, um, so yeah, I want a million dollars a year, please. And that's all I'm gonna take. That's what I want. That's what I'm taking. And it's like, well, we can't give you that. Okay, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm, work I'm here a, then. I'm gonna go play I'm gonna go work overseas. Like that's insane. So I'm getting to the point where it's like I'm kind of starting to be on the GM side, and I think you are too. It's like don't play then. Yeah. Sit and, out. I don't care. And this goes back to the 50s, the 60s, where all the GMs, they bonded together. Like, they bound together. 
Yeah, right? They would, if one GM wanted to make a statement against a player, the rest of them decided, okay, we're not going to pick that player up. We're yeah. going to make an example out of this player. And I think, again, I think that's kind of nefarious a little bit. And I think we've seen that in the past, Gary Bettman being such a lapdog for the owners. And it's like anytime there's anything they don't like with how much money they the players are making and they're not making, then they get locked out. So I think that is, a, I think that's a legitimate sticking point. But again... Well, there needs to be a balance. Yeah. And coming out of the 50s, 60s, 70s, there was no balance. The players were not getting paid enough. It was all... The, the owners are making all the money. Yeah. And they were stealing money. I know. So entering into the 2000s, we started to see some balance restored. I think the last 5, 10 years have been pretty good. But now these agents are finding all these little loopholes yeah. and ways to, to end, like front end or back end so backload these contracts. So yeah, let's get into the Marner thing specifically again and how it relates to the Kachuk thing. Because we're trying to tie it back to the Kachuk thing because it, it's affecting it, obviously. Because like I said before, when a lot of these RFAs are going off of the Matthews thing where he got two things. He got, he, he got a premium dollar number. Like they didn't save anything in signing him short term because if you're, the longer you sign him, generally... How it works now is the more money per year you have to give him because you're buying unrestricted free agent years. Right. So the longer the contract, the higher the current AAV. And the so reason why is because when you hit the you UFA, hit UFA market, that's when yep. that's when teams are now competing give, over exactly, you. Exactly. Market value. So he he got premium dollar without having a long term. So he got those two things. But now you're looking at what like Mitch Marner's asking, the camp of Mitch Marner's asking for. They're asking for insane high value. So they're getting that. So it's like unbelievable in terms of dollar figure. It's short term. So they're getting that. So And then he's also, with apparently asking for this $15 million in the third year, he's also guaranteeing his next contract at minimum is $15 million. Yeah. So the worry for the Leafs is, okay, if we sign him to this, not only do we have to pay him $15 million in the third year, we have to pay him $15 million in the fourth year. And he, I think this is how it works. I think if he went to arbitration, he could get $15 million and sign a one-year deal. So then he could just walk to UFA. So he makes like an insane amount of money in four years, and then they lose him to UFA anyways. Right. So that's where it's getting like, holy cow, like is this even a negotiation anymore? Right. And that's the whole qualifying offer point, right? Yeah. So, so we should touch on that real quick. Yeah. So like when Jordan was saying with like the loopholes and stuff. So you saw this first, I think, with the Timo Meyer contract. So he signed a four-year deal with San Jose. But in his last year, it pays him $10 million. So he has to be qualified at $10 million the next year. Yeah, and so why the, the reason why these agents are doing this is that it's a bit of it's kind of like a loophole. Yeah, it's a loophole and a safeguard. You're ensuring that in order for that player to qualify yeah. under the next year's contract, the renewal of the contract, whatever it's going to look like, it has to start at the qualifying offer of what the contract ended on. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, he go if if the team doesn't qualify him at that level, he goes to UFA. He goes to UFA apparently. So um, I had it pulled up here. So how qualifying offer works is from Cap Friendly. You can look it up. So the qualifying offer. So teams must extend the qualifying offer to a restricted free agent to retain negotiation rights. So if somebody signs a three-year deal and they're 21 years old, they would still be an RFA at the end of that. So Timo Meyer, Mitch Marner, any of these guys. The qualifying offer is calculated from the player's base salary. So that doesn't include uh, signing bonuses. And at minimum must meet the season's minimum salary requirements. So... This is how the qualifying offer would work with these guys who make over a million dollars. 100% of the base salary 
if the base salary is equal to or greater than a million dollars. So anyone who's an RFA who's being qualified that makes more than a million dollars, the qualifying ask, offer has to be at least exactly what they made last year. Yeah. So somebody making $2 million, the qualifying offer has to be $2 million. If you're making $15 million, it has to be $15 million. Yeah. That's insane. So if Mario's asking for a three-year deal with the last year of his deal at a $15 million, that means he's ensuring that he has to get paid at least $15, 15 million. million his next contract. Yep, which is crazy. Which is crazy. So if you don't qual, so either the the Leafs don't qualify him at fifteen million and lose him to UFA, or the player can reject the qualifying offer, which I don't think you're rejecting a fifteen million dollar qualifying offer. Or I think, and I'll have to double check this, but it could go to arbitration. So like, it's just like I don't get it. This is going again. It's going beyond negotiation. Like well, the player camp is not giving up anything. And what you see here, it's a battle between two opposing sides. And I'm looking at this as like, you have the agent, the agents. That's why I said the lawyers are earlier. All the agents are lawyers. Yeah. But they're, you know, they're trying, I don't know. Obviously, they're representing the player. They're trying to get the most value they can for their player. But you look at the amount of money these guys makes, these guys make. And just the reputation that comes with being a lawyer in the first place. Yeah. It's kind of like, Kate, like how, how much can you... Yeah. How much can you squeeze out of these guys? And the thing is, it's like, you're, to your point earlier, there's not even enough money in the league yeah. to be driving up contracts that fast. Like, there's, there's probably that, enough, but it wouldn't, like, we'll like get into that's extra a, that, in a minute. But. That inflating contracts, that amount is not good for the league. No. Because now you can't sign enough players on your team. It's just going to drive down. Because I see people using like, oh, it should be like the NBA comparable. The way the contracts work in the NBA are way different. The NBA is not even a hard cap league. It's a soft cap league with all kinds of different stipulations. It's not even comparable at all. So unless the system changes, like there's no way you can do stuff like this. Which all it comes down to is the TV deal. The amount of money that the NHL makes each year with their TV deals is not even comparable to these other leagues. No, it's not even comparable at all. Like the deal, so the things that affect hockey related revenue, which is what the players and the owners uh, split in terms of overall revenue. So things that impact that are the Canadian dollar, obviously, but the other thing is the TV deal. Like the TV deal blows, like we were just looking at it. And so the NHL, they have the two, uh, a 10 year deal with NBC worth $2 billion. And then they have the Rogers deal, which is Canadian, which is $5.2 billion over 12 years. So, so that's like that's about four point three million a year. That's like four hundred thirty million a year compared yep. to the NBA. So per year they generate what two point six billion? Like that's insane. Every year. Every year. So the NBA is making more in TV deals in one year than the NHL makes in ten. Yeah, with literally like ten years. So that's the whole point of like the there's not enough in the pool to drive up contracts. The way that Marner Camp is trying to do this. Yeah. So in essence, that's not good for the league. It's not good for the league. Like, it's not good. And I think, again, like I've said this before, I my initial reaction was like, okay, these guys are waiting. They want to... I still think this, but it's getting a little... Infl- it's getting a little muddled by the whole Marner situation. I think a lot of these guys are wait want the short-term deals yeah. because they're waiting for a new CBA... And a new TV, a new national TV deal, which to me makes sense because then you're actually waiting until there's actually more exactly. money available to pay these guys. But that's what's kind of weird. Like when you, 
again, that's what's kind of annoying when it's like Mitch Marner is like, it goes beyond having your cake and eating it too. It's like, I can understand wanting to be paid on a short-term deal, but the fact that there's all these weird stipulations supposedly going on with it, where it's like, hey, I want it three years. Yeah. I want it insane high. I want to equal the Matthews money, and I want $15 million in the last year to guarantee my qualifying offer. Now, all I got to say to all this is thank God that there's a media. Right. Because without the TSN guys reporting on this, it's not getting out to the fan base. And it's all being done behind closed doors and no one knows what's happening. But now what's happening is the fan base is like, Marner, this guy's a fucking idiot. Yeah, and that's what we were saying earlier. It's, it, not only is it getting to a tipping point in terms of like, you know, like this is getting ridiculous in terms of the actual contracts. But I think it's, I don't think, I know it's spilling over into the fan base. Because it's like we were even talking like, if could, I don't care if Kachuk put, like obviously I care. Yeah. But like I'm starting to be like, fine, sit out. Yeah. Like if... Is it, is it greed? Like, what is it coming down to? It doesn't even... The, the points that Marner is asking to get paid for more than, than Matthews don't even make sense. Right? Matthews is... Again, the fa- I think the Ma- the Matthews-Marner thing is a bit of a different one because it, apparently it is so personal. It's like, I don't know why they're so butthurt. Like, what are you doing? Like, are you in fourth grade here? Like, come on. This is the NHL. You're being offered $77 million to play for the Toronto Maple Leafs? Like... Stop being like what I don't get it. It's really getting annoying. Well, not only that, it's like the price you pay for a top line centerman yeah. will never compare to the price you pay for a top line winger. Not even close. Unless you're Alex Ovechkin, but and still. And I mean, I know Mitch Marner is still pretty good. Like everyone's like, oh, he only gets assists. He a lot of his assists are primary assists, so he is a great playmaker. But I mean, my God, like Matthews is Matthews is better. You can't just compare a guy who's a perennial 40-goal franchise player, first overall pick, and be like, yeah, I want the same as him. And that's, the other, because. that's the other factor is you're paying more for goals. Yeah, exactly. Because those are the game breakers. It's just, I, I don't get it. I really don't, I don't get it, man. So what you're seeing in the last couple of days is now, the, now that this is getting leaked out, all this info, that the Marner camp is acting pretty ridiculous. Yep. Now the fans are starting to turn on Marner. Yeah. And to me, this is where it gets dicey. Because if you tarnish your reputation, some rep- some relationships that get tarnished, you can't come back from. Well, okay. Imagine he signed. Imagine we. This will never happen because I can't see them doing it. But imagine he gets his three-year deal and fifteen million dollars. Do you think the Leafs fans are going to be stoked about that? No. Do you think they're going to be like willing to give this guy the benefit of the doubt when he's not when he's struggling when he's not playing very well? Right. I'm going to say no. No. I honestly kind of feel like now that all this information is out on the table. And now the fans are starting to turn on Marner. That bodes well for the rest of the for the rest of us. I know. We're waiting for our guys to sign because our guys are probably sitting there. And now the agents are learning from the Marner camp's mistakes. Yeah. And they're like, "Holy shit! Let's back this up. Maybe we don't need to wait because now it doesn't seem like Marner's getting done anytime soon." Yeah. Like to be honest, I think the negotiation power has kind of started to shift back to the GMs a little bit. Hundred percent. Because it's like gone too far. It's like gone too far. The agents and the negotiations have gone way too far. This is getting insane. Yeah. And when you see a guy turning down an eleven million per year, seven year deal, it's like that is insane. Would you like That's already above market price. Because what did we say? Like when we were talking about what would you give Kachuk like what 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 would you give him if it's like just to absolutely get get it done? We said so like get, ten million on a max term. So you get eight eight years, yeah. Eight years, ten million. That'd be fine with me. Yeah. Can you imagine if he turned that down? Right? Can you imagine if he turned eleven million per year down? Right? That's insane. That's what's happening. So I think it's I think it's gone so far, especially with the Marner thing, that it's starting to swing back and the negotiation power is starting to come back to the GMs. 
Yeah, I agree. And you know what? Like we were saying, like, I think that's fair. Yeah. No, because again, I'm always on the side of the players. Because I mean, like, we've seen this stupid league. We've seen the owners and the GMs be dumb and go through 28 million lockouts and not pay the players what they're worth. Like, I'm, I'm even looking at the escrow loss by season. Like, players lose a lot of money to escrow. And so, like, I'm usually on the side of, like, to get your money. But, I mean, this is getting a little ridiculous. It's like, again, like I said earlier, you don't walk into your boss's office and go, yeah, I'm worth more than this entire business generates. Play, pay me or I'm leaving. Exactly. Like, that's insane. You can't You can't have to play by some rules. All right. So, we've already touched on it. How does this affect the Chucky contract? We're just stipulating. Yeah. But I kind of feel like now that it seems like things have turned, mm-hmm. the whole negotiation process is starting to implode over there. Yeah. That if, in fact, it's true that the rest of these RFA camps are, have been waiting to see how much Martyr can get, because yeah. then they're going to try and measure themselves up to that contract, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like, well, if Martyr got paid $11 million, yeah. how, how much, like how you much, always say, how much, how much better is Martyr than I am? Yeah. So now that drives up their contract value. Yeah. But so, because this is starting to implode, it doesn't look like a deal is going to get done. It, the things start to get real messy real fast. Maybe this is the domino. It's like, maybe, yeah. Now that the media and the fans and everybody knows about this, everyone's like, oh shit, we better just, you know, take care of our business and sign here. Yeah, because as a player, now how do you think Marner feels? Right. Right? Like we were saying at the beginning of this whole thing, do you think he's not Marner's not making many decisions. He's going off of advice. Do you think again, he's literally probably playing PS4. He's sitting in his house playing Fortnite probably. And now he's starting to hear all these things that the fan base thinks he's an idiot. Yeah. They don't want him back. Go ahead, play overseas. We don't want you. Yeah. You're an idiot, you're a loser. I don't know what they're saying. Do you but, think he loves this? But now now he's probably like, hey guys. What's with that shit advice you gave me? Yep. Look what's happening. I know. And again, like I totally agree that the cap structure of the NHL currently is really shitty and takes advantage of superstar players. But this is getting a little ridiculous. Oh, this is beyond that. Yeah. Like this is getting a little insane. Especially, again, if he was reported to have $11 million on the table then and he turned it down, that's ridiculous. Because that's not taking advantage of a guy. That's giving him fair market value, I think. So if you're one of these RFA players... And you're kind of keeping tabs on what's going on. I don't see how you wouldn't. No. Like, what else are you doing? Right. Then, then where are you at? You're probably like, hey, agent, I'm okay with signing for less. I just want to play hockey. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. How much more money are you actually leaving on right? the table? Not a lot. Like, let's say let's say, let's say say it's coming down between, okay, the Flames are offering Kachuk a five-year deal, and he wants a three-year deal. How much money are you actually going to lose? Because, again, let's say there's a new TV deal and a new CBA or whatever, by the time he's up after five years. Is he really going to like, oh shit, I really could have cashed in? Probably not. Like we're talking about maybe $5 million, $10 million in that range. Right. And and now when you're up like, okay, uh, I could have been $90, $90 million instead of $80 million. Yeah. And I think, okay, so let's start. Over a span of five years. Right? Exactly. So I think with the Marner stuff, we have to somehow separate out the Marner specific bullshit stuff. The fact that it is so personal and it's not even, it's not even, it doesn't seem to really even be about the actual money in Marner's pockets, does it? No, it's about the value that he perceives exactly in relation to, to Matthews. It's like, I'm worth this much. It's not even about how much he's actually getting paid. It's about what the money, what the money represents. It's more like, it's, it's more like a, 
I don't even know. It's more symbolic than anything well, with Warner, it, it seems. And like you said, when your own perception of, of your own worth is way out of skew, mm-hmm. the rest of the world starts to realize that you're an idiot. Right? It's like, you, okay, go play overseas. Yeah. You're and never going to get that anywhere. And, that, and like, we're both at the same point. We're getting so frustrated by all this yeah. that we're at a point now where it's like, you know what, Chucky? If you want to hold out, right? If you want to, I don't. I don't know where their situation is. I don't think he's going to hold out, but I'm just. I'm so sick of this shit. I know it's just going fine. If this is such an interference yeah. with the game of hockey, then be done with it. It's just like, go play somewhere else. It's getting into the apathy, similar to when there's a lockout. It's like you guys want to squabble over the shit. Don't care. I'm gonna go watch the NBA. Don't care. Right. So and then obviously you always come back. But I mean, it's just getting really annoying and. I'm kind of sick of talking about it. I'm sick of thinking about it. I just want to focus on... I want to talk about sports because I love sports. And yeah. Ho- like, Jesus Christ. And that, that's the thing is like this whole business side of the game, I mean, you have to have a basic understanding to follow what the hell's going on. Exactly, right? But at the end of the day... It's this, ridiculous. This is dumb compared to, to watching the game on Again, hockey. like usually when we're prepping for podcasts and just talking as fans, we're like looking at stats and looking at who played where and shit like that. Now on my notes, I've got a bunch of fucking... What is sti- es- What's escrow? Right? Stipulations on the CBA and escrow breakdowns and shit. What's it's just qualifying like, oh, offer? What is it? So boring. That's the reason why I'm not a lawyer. Anyway, so I think to compare the Marner situation and like bring it to the other RFAs and Kachuk specifically, I think you do have to separate out the bullshit. So the the fact that he's so butthurt that Matthews makes so money and that they didn't give him his bonuses similar to Matthews and that they don't seem to be willing to pay him the extra five hundred grand a year that Matthews got, or they don't aren't willing to make him the captain. It's just like I think you have to separate all that shit out and look at what is really important. So the the takeaways I'm take what I'm taking away is that, again, and I've said this before, it's not even dollar figure, it's term. Term seems to be the hill these guys are dying on. And it's interesting, because I thought it was the five-year term. It seems to be three years is what they want. Right. And then also, I think they're wanting stuff like Timo Meyer got, and that Mitch Marner's reporting want. They want a big dollar figure in their third year, so they can be guaranteed to be qualified at a high dollar figure. So that's what I think we can analyze the the other RFAs through this. Okay. What do you think happens with Marner? I honestly, I think at this point, I think I think I think he's either going to sign the deal that was reported, the eleven million over seven years. Yep. Or he's going to be traded. Wow. Because like if if he holds out, I like again like and JD was saying this too. He's like I've almost had it. Like is this even worth it? Trade him. Well, even Dubis came out today and said, oh, I'm going to ask questions about Marner today. Yeah. After that, we're not talking about it again. So I, I'm becoming, I've always been on the like, okay, they're going to find a way. But I mean, if you offer a guy $11 million a year for seven years and he says no, like what else can you do? That's about it. Like that's literally, you've exhausted all your options. Like again, you even said like, that's even an overpay. Yeah. Right? That's above market for, for what he's worth comparable to what Matthews is getting. Right? So, like, again, I know he scored 94 points last year, but, I mean, shit, I, I don't know if I'd be paying Mitch Marner $11 million gonna, a year. You're going to pay more for the center position, and you're paying more for goals. So, it's like, you've said this before, too. It's like when Dubas set the precedent of the $11.5 million for Matthews, he's also now, like, shown he's willing to go that high with Marner. Yep. And he still said no, so, I mean, like, trade the guy. I, I'm more and more, I'm thinking more and more likely it's, it's a trade scenario, or he signs I don't. I don't know how this gets repaired if he holds out, yeah. unless unless he holds out the entire season. 
you know, like he could do it. I don't know. If it pushes any further, like there was an article uh, by this guy, is it Jeff Follett or whatever? If this pushes any further, like I don't know if there's any going back. Jeff Valetti. Yeah, he, um, he wrote a good article on Mitch breaking the whole Mitch Marner situation. Well, down. the other thing too is the other thing that was leaked was that Marner's camp was trying to get him offer sheeted. Yeah, they've been going around feeling out offer sheets from other teams. Like that's pretty sketchy. So I guess Darren Ferris, who represents Mitch Marner, I don't know much about him other than who he represents as well. So he represents Taylor Hall, Zach Bogosian. He actually represents Sam Bennett. Um, a few other guys, Josh Anderson, Matt Nieto. But Steinberg was talking about how he's kind of sketchy and he's he uses some pretty like shitty negotiation tactics, like the threatening of going overseas, shit like that. So, I mean, again, I think it's the agent more than anything. Yeah. So, man, I don't know. Like, again, I mean, it comes to the territory. When you when you bring on an agent, you're asking them to represent you. Yep. Right. And they want to make money. They want to make a shit ton of money. Because what do we calculate, Derek? You Ferris? just have to trust they know what they're doing. But does anybody know 100% what they're doing ever? Darren Ferris. Everybody's going to make mistakes. Right. Darren Ferris, his current um, annual average annual value of his active contracts is in excess. It's almost $33 million a year. So let's be conservative and say he gets what? Five percent. Five percent. That's really conservative. No shit, I did it wrong. Because that'd be really conservative. Because I mean, estimates are anywhere between like four and ten to how much agents make. So if he's getting like thirty-three million times, like if that's five percent of that, he's making like two million dollars a year almost. For what? For what? Off of other people. Off of other people. So, I mean, he's the reason he's doing this is because he's like, shit, I could be in for a huge payday myself. So, yeah, man, I don't know. But, again, like, it's getting to a tipping point. Like, so, if Marner does sign. If he signs. What's the timeline now? Because I feel like all this pushes your time like, uh, timeline back at least three weeks. For me, like, I think Marner will still be the last to sign. I think all the fallout of this yeah, now that makes sense. probably has an effect on the other guys. It's like, well, shit, I better sign. Like, we saw Josh Morrissey sign today. Wierenski signed. Like, these are signings that are in the realm of, like, being normal, negotiated. Okay, that makes sense for both sides. Right. Whereas the Mitch Marner thing, again, now that we've all had eyes on it, it's like, this is so ridiculous. So, I think now the other RFAs probably know where the absolute limit is. Yeah. So, I think maybe Mark, like... Like you said, this, the debacle that this is... May just be the domino now. Yeah, exactly. The the fallout of this. So, like, I don't know where it goes for Mitch Marner. Because even if he signs, like like I said, if he sign, gets his three-year deal, I don't think Leaf fans are going to be super happy with him. And, I mean, like, if he holds out, I can't see him coming back and being, I don't know. This is really getting to a tipping point. So, based on all this, as of where we sit right now, now what do you think, how, what, how do you think Chucky, what do you think the contract negotiator looks like with Chucky now? It's so hard to know, man. Does he get signed? I'm still pretty optimistic because of all this. I am that too. That he gets signed before just the because start we, of the season. Just because we haven't heard anything, yeah. right? Like, it's kind of been... It's been pretty quiet on that front. Yeah. So, I mean... And we've been through this with Gaudreau. I mean, he didn't sign until the day before the season a couple when he was signed. So, I don't know. It hasn't been nearly as contentious. And his agent... Who's his agent? Don Meehan? Yeah. Yeah, I think... Uh, I've, I've, we've we've dealt with him in the past. He was Jerome McGinley's agent, so we uh, Flames fans kind of have a familiarity with how he does business. And I remember Aginla was a wasn't at training camp for a little bit one year way back when. So I don't know. I'm still off. I still think he gets done. I still think he, I kind of as of right now. I feel like 
right now. Yeah. I feel like he still gets done before game one. And I think, yeah, me too. And I think he's one of the one of the more likely guys to go. I think like Point will get done for sure. I think yeah. Rantanen will get done. Yeah. Um, but I think it's term. So I think what's changed for me with all this Marner stuff is where I initially thought all these guys are holding out for five years. I'm more and more thinking this is going to be a three year deal. Right. Backloaded. Yeah. No, I don't even know. We'll see, I guess. But I wouldn't be surprised to see something like three years at $8 million per. Because, you know, there's a party you start to think that the GMs are all banding together. They're like, no, none of us are going to fuck this up. Yeah. Like, we're not going to start paying these guys outrageous amounts in their third year. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not going to happen. If, and if well, no it's one not does, even that. You can't, right? Well, that's the thing. It's not like we could if we wanted to. You literally can't. Like, what are you supposed to do? Like, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl take up a shit ton of Edmonton's room right now. And that's a team that blows. So it's like, it's it's you, it's you not like the NBA where you can give two guys all your money right. and be great. Yeah. It's like, you, it's like you, can't do, you can't do it. You can't even build a team. Like, what is the league minimum contract? 700K? Right. So and honestly, in the light of all this info coming up, it kind of makes me actually less frustrated with tree living right now. No, me too. this whole Chucky... If he hadn't because done the stone thing, I'd be... Well, all things aside. Yeah. But it kind of shows that, you know what, he's probably... He's probably yeah. doing everything he can and should. Yeah, for sure. And it's not really his fault. It's and it's not even really on him. Because from what we've seen, the agents are like... The, the GMs have taken their stance. Yeah. They've been willing to play ball. And it seems the agents are just having this... What is that called? Um, they're not... They, the bluff. What is that? The, the GMs are calling the agents bluff. Right. Because the agents are like, fine, we won't sign. And it's yeah. like, okay. Yeah. To me, and as, as long as all the GMs... Do it together. Yep. Because it all takes is one GM to do it, and now you're fucked. Well, again, and I think, I think because maybe let's get into the Dubas thing, because I know you've said this. I don't give Kyle Dubas as much shit as everyone else. was like, oh, he paid Matthews too much, and now he's offered Marner $11 million. Like, I think Dubas values his own players appropriately. Oops. Um, and I think he understands that while you can't give all of your cap percentage to one guy, you can spread it out over three or four guys, and then everybody else makes way less. So I think that's the way the NHL is going now in terms of contract structure. So I think I give, I don't say like, oh, he really fucked up giving Matthews $11.5 million and then offering Marner $11 because I think that is how contracts should be and will be structured more so moving forward. Um, but I can understand the point where it's like, okay, well, we're not going to go to this this high a dollar figure. And everybody's agreed on that. Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to see how this plays out. Um, What's your guess for the Kachuk thing? As far as the contract? Yeah. Like based on everything I that's still, happened with Marner. Because of everything that's happened, I feel like, like you said, the negotiating power has swung back into the GM's favor. Yeah. So because of that, I feel like we're going to see a five-year deal. Yep. Now, I don't know about the back load, how that's going to look, but I still think we'll see a five-year deal. Well, maybe it's even four. Like Maybe it's similar to the Meyer deal. I think it's anywhere between three and five. I don't think we're at the point where we're doing six, seven, eight. I have a feeling that Brad Tree Living wants a minimum of five. Yeah. And it's kind of weird because it's, again... I mean, if you're a player and you want to play somewhere legitimately, right? like, what, are you, what are you actually Crazy. holding out for? Exactly. Like Sidney Crosby, I think he was in this article. Or no, they talked about him last... They talked to interviewed him the other day. Yeah. It's like Sidney Crosby, it's known fact, he took less money so that he could play on a good team. Yeah. Like it's kind of outrageous that someone like someone like Martyrs wants so much of the money that he knows that 
he's gonna he can't take care of the he's rest of the cripple team. the team. Like to me, that makes no sense. It's just again with the Marner thing. Like it doesn't make any sense because like he knows the team can't afford to pay him that much, and it seems to be so personal. It's like he's just pushing it. It's like you better value me as much as you value Austin Matthews, or or else I'm not gonna sign. That's what it seems to come down to. It's weird. It? It's weird. It's really weird. But if you watch that video with his dad, his dad's obviously weird. Yeah. So that's why that's why I think. I'm not as concerned about the Kachuk thing as I would be as with the Marner thing, but I mean, again, it's getting really frustrating. I just want to watch some hockey here, man. My best guess right now is get a five-year deal. My best guess is that I guess it, I think it would be three years, and then something like maybe like eight, eight million per on a three-year deal. Really? Maybe more. Maybe it's something like the AAV is eight, but in his last year he gets somewhere like eight and a half, nine and a half, ten, something similar to the Timo Meyer deal. Okay. Um. Yeah, but I don't know, but. You gotta think some of these guys are gonna start signing soon. I can't see 10, 12 star players well, spe- holding out. And the, and the main reason why is because of this debacle. Yeah. Because now you see a fan base turning against the player. No player wants that. Yeah. No, no. agent camp wants that legitimately for their player either. Mm-hmm. So I feel like yeah, I feel like shit's gonna start getting done. Yeah.